Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Appreciate that. Exodus chapter number five, starting with verse number four. The Bible says, and the king of Egypt said unto them, wherefore do ye Moses and Aaron let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? Pharaoh said, behold, the people of the land now are many and ye make them rest from their Burdens. Everybody say burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tell, which is basically the, stat, the, the, the quota or the number of the bricks, which they didn't make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. You shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. This is Pharaoh saying this. Therefore, they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein. Let them not regard vain words. Pharaoh is referring back to the words of Moses and Aaron, that their words are just vain words. Amen. Tonight, my subject matter is just one word. Amen this evening, but I pray that the Lord will help us. I'd like to preach tonight on this, preoccupied. Someone say preoccupied. Preoccupied. Bishop, back there, will you raise up your voice and pray right now over the ministry of the word tonight? Amen. Everybody say amen. amen. You may be seated this evening in Jesus' name. Look at your neighbor and say preoccupied. 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 Israel. Israel for a number of years had been preoccupied. Moses and Aaron approached the elders of the children of Israel and they also approached the pomp and the prestige of Pharaoh, the ruler of the Egyptians and the Egyptian nation. And at this time, whenever they approached these elders and approached Pharaoh, the children of Israel had already been preoccupied for about 430 years. They've been preoccupied from the very beginning all of these years with building and constructing treasured cities, as the Bible calls them, for Pharaoh, making his name great, making his situation and his wealth great. They were preoccupied with building Sphinx, those lion-like men features uh, that we see sometimes over in Egypt. That was their preoccupation. They were preoccupied with constructing and with building and their hands heavily involved in doing the structures of the pyramids. A lot of time 
A lot of investment and work was involved right here. As a matter of fact, to learn a little bit how much preoccupation there was, per se, just with this facet of the pyramids, they say that if you were to take the bricks of the pyramids, the stones of the pyramids that are involved there, and you were to take them and construct a wall 10 feet high and 5 feet thick from L.A. to New York City, that that is the number of bricks that are involved in the pyramids. And it was their hands that put that mud together, that straw or that stubble together in order to have them bake in the heat of the day for the building and the preparation of each and every one of those pyramids that was demanded of their hand. But in reality, whenever you look at the treasured cities and you look at the pyramids and the sphinxes, if you will, and all the construction that their hands was involved in, the base essence of their preoccupation was burdens. Everybody say burdens. Preoccupied, the word preoccupied basically means this according to the American Heritage Dictionary. It's defined as absorbed in thought, engrossed, excessively concerned with something, distracted, formerly or already occupied already used and therefore unavailable for further use the children of Israel had been preoccupied yes on the surface it would seem treasured cities pyramids and sphinxes but really they were preoccupied with burdens someone say amen they were engrossed with burdens. They, they were excessively concerned with their burdens, distracted, if you will, by their burdens, formerly or already occupied with their burdens. And whenever you are preoccupied, nothing else can seemingly vie for your attention. Nothing else can find a foothold to grab your attention if you're already preoccupied. I love my dear wife where she, she's up there and I love and appreciate her but it is common knowledge that she has whenever you have her attention you have her undivided attention and that is the case also with my daughter and so whenever they are preoccupied with something else say it, their name however often you want to say it even tap them on the shoulder and you're not going to get their attention because they're already engrossed in something else they're already distracted by something else they're, they're already you and therefore unavailable, if you will, for anything else. Can someone say amen? And for 430 years, God's people had been preoccupied with burdens, preoccupied with, with straw, and preoccupied with mud and bricks and building and constructing the burdens, if you will. And since that was the case, there was nothing else that could steal their attention. There was nothing else that they were available for, nothing else, amen, that could hold their attention because they were distracted by what they were preoccupied with. Can someone say amen? 
And as it would be in Exodus chapter number 4 and verse 29, prior to our scripture reading here this evening, the Bible states uh, the atmosphere, if you will, of Moses and Aaron coming to the children of Israel after 430 years of preoccupation with their burdens. The Bible says that Moses and Aaron, they went and they gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses. Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people and the people believed these 430 years preoccupied people they believed and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel that he had looked upon their affliction then they bowed their heads and worshiped Moses and Aaron comes on a mission from God to try to steal the attention of a preoccupied people that had been occupied with their trouble, their problems, their burdens. And whenever they visited them, they spoke to them very plainly. What happened was they caused them to pause from their burden. They caused them to take a little space of time and divert their attention from their burden. And what they spoke to them when they had their attention was this. They said, God is going to visit you. And God has seen your trouble. God has seen your problem. God has seen your affliction. And they stood there while they had their attention. And Moses threw down the rod and it became a serpent. And he picked it back up. And Moses put his hand into his bosom. And he brought it out and was leprosy. Put it back out and it wasn't. He did this while they were not preoccupied with the burden. Someone say amen. And whenever the people paused from what they were engrossed in and paused from what they were distracted by and seen and heard what God had said and told unto Moses and Aaron and seen the signs right in front of their face, the Bible says the people believed. They believed the signs. They believed the words because they paused from being preoccupied with the burden. Someone say amen. It serves to reason if they stayed occupied with the burden, they would not have heard the word of Moses or of Aaron. If they kept consumed with their bricks and their straw, they would not have seen the signs that God wanted to perform in their midst. But when they paused from their preoccupation, they seen, they believed, and the Bible says they bowed down and worshiped. Yes. The beginning, this is the, the, the formative end, if you will, of their preoccupation here in Exodus 4 and 5 and 6. But the beginning, let's look at the beginning of this 430 year preoccupation. The Bible tells us that there were originally 70 souls in Exodus 1 that went down into Egypt because of the famine that was in the land. And these mere meager 70 souls became a threat to the nation of Israel. The Bible says they became fruitful. It describes them as increased abundantly, that they multiplied, that they waxed exceedingly mighty. The land was filled with them. 
A mere 70 souls had, had done great things among the Egyptians. And as a result of it, they had become a threat to the kingdom of Israel. In so much that there was a new king that arose, amen, that knew not Joseph. And the Bible declares that this new king admits by his own omission that the nation of Israel are more than we and they are mightier. Exodus 1, if you will, it's not up there, but 9 for your reference. This new king admits they are more than we are and they are mightier than we are. And so we got to figure out how to handle these people because they're more and they're mightier. And so we don't want them to get advantage of us. We don't want them to become the master and us become the servant. So we got to do something about this. We, we got to rock their boat. We got to do something concerning this. And the Bible says that that new king thought, the only thing that I believe that we can do against this people that's more than us or mightier than us, we got to afflict them. And the way that we are going to afflict them is we're going to afflict them with burdens. Some would say amen. He says, this, I believe this is the only way for us to handle this threat, the only way to handle this potential problem. Let's just afflict them with burdens. Let's make sure their life is filled with burdens. Make sure they're out in the heat of the sun. Make sure they're under hard labor and hard rigor. Make sure they got some problems and troubles and difficulties to deal with. Not just each day, but every week, every generation for 430 years. Let's just overload them with burdens upon burdens and upon burdens. And before you know it, they'll forget their might and become preoccupied. Somebody hear this preacher today because I'm talking to a group of people. I've come with a word of encouragement. God's touched my mind this afternoon and I shouted in this place this afternoon before we shouted here tonight and I come to declare on this Sunday night because some of you in this congregation and this congregation as a whole has been nothing more but a threat to the adversary. You are more and you are mightier and the only game plan he has is to somehow overwhelm you and us as a church with burdens, afflict them with burdens, let them be preoccupied, consumed, engrossed, distracted by burden. Someone say yes. Because if you understand the reasoning, there was no reason why Israelites had ever succumbed to, amen, Egyptian authority if they were mightier than they were. There's no reason why, Brother Terry, they ever had to have the 430 years of being incarcerated by Egyptian king if they were mightier than they were. He says we can't do, we can't go through that avenue. What we gotta do is get a hold of their mind. What we gotta do is preoccupy them. What we gotta do is keep them so consumed with something that they won't be available for anything else. Get them so consumed in their work and their burden, they won't have opportunity to fight or go to war. 
Someone say hallelujah. So we're going to afflict them with burdens. And hopefully afflicting them with burdens as they build the treasured cities and the sphinxes and the pyramids. Hopefully, hopefully there will be a group of them that will die off. Hopefully their numbers will decrease. But we know the scripture, the more they afflicted them, the more that they grew. Amen. And so if, if this, if just afflicting them with burdens are not going to decrease in number, then hopefully it will do the first, the first idea. Hopefully it will preoccupy them. Because if I can preoccupy them with their burden, maybe they won't be available to have any attention for God. If I can get them so squarely focused on this is how many bricks we got to make today. And this now we got to go get the straw and the stubble ourselves. And this is just another burden. If I can just get their mind so closed in on that, they'll forget about their creator that created all things. The one that's capable of delivering. If I can get them engrossed and distracted with their trouble. then maybe they won't tend to sacrifice or worship or pay any attention to God. You can be so preoccupied with something, it'll cause you to ignore even greater important things, more important things. I've been there. So engrossed in something or working on something. Sometimes I've been late for lunch. called or texted my wife said sorry babe time just got away I was just so engrossed God so and say amen if these do you understand but these are a people that's mightier but there are mighty people that's preoccupied with their burdens <sighs> There are mighty people that is preoccupied with the burdens to the place. Maybe they don't, don't truly take inventory or recognize how more powerful they are than the adversary that is putting the burden on their shoulder. Need we quote again 1 John 4, 4 that says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because we love it. Greater is he that's within you than he that is in the world. But whenever my burden comes sometimes, and I'm preoccupied and engrossed and already occupied with that. I begin to forget about the power that's invested in me. Whew. The Bible says, speaking of these burdens, this was the thing. This was the vice, the burdens. In Exodus 2 and verse number 11, the Bible says it came to pass in those days. This is in Moses. is still yet a young boy, but he has grown somewhat. When Moses was grown, that he went out unto his brethren. And look what the scripture says. And looked on their burdens. He spied an Egyptian, smiting the Hebrew, one of his brethren. 
the sparing of Moses, his mama seeing him to be a goodly child, all divinely ordered of God, all divinely planned of God, but she would see him as a goodly child and hide him for three months. Potiphar's daughter, amen, finding that child there in the brook, amen. Pharaoh's daughter, rather, finding that child in the brook, all divinely ordered by God. That, that little ark of bulrushes and, and him being safeguarded from anything that was in the river and just being found by the hand of her all of that just divinely ordered of God being nursed by his own mother divinely ordered of God all these things predetermined the purpose of that child's life amen but before he ever fled to the desert and went out from among his brethren the Bible says there was a day he went out and he looked and he pondered and he specifically looked specifically looked upon their burdens. It's as though even then that Moses' attention was drawn to their burdens. Think and don't you guys know you're a mightier people than they? Don't you know you're a stronger people than they? You've increased. You're mighty. You're strong. You're big. You can really do something. If only you could just get unoccupied with your burdens. Unoccupied with your burdens. Maybe you could concentrate on sacrificing and worshiping and being attentive unto your God. But you are preoccupied with a burden. See, when we go to sacrifice and when we go to sacrifice and it's hard to sacrifice amen without thinking whom you are sacrificing to it, it, it's hard to render something amen to what you're sacrificing to without thinking what am I sacrificing to to who am I sacrificing to amen and sometimes uh, uh, some things in life it's just second nature amen to sacrifice to things we do sometimes we just just without eat, thinking it seems like we sacrifice to some of the things that we, we do and I believe most would say man it just be great if it was just second nature that they would just be so preoccupied with God that the burden wouldn't have as much impact upon their life as they do but the Bible tells us in our scripture reading tonight that whenever Moses and Aaron spoke to the elders and arrested their attention and got them to pause long enough from their preoccupation of the burden that they heard God they seen his signs. They believed God. Note what happened. The people bowed and the people worshipped. We don't have a long history of the 430 years that's spelled out year by year or generation by generation. I don't know what necessarily happened then. But I do know at this moment, Moses and Aaron got them away from their preoccupation long enough that they bowed and they worshiped and so that's the reason why when you see Moses and Aaron entering that palace of Pharaoh <laughs> that Pharaoh is a little tempered Pharaoh is a little upset because there have been some of his people that paused from their 430 year preoccupation and with not being preoccupied with their burden he understood what happened when they're not preoccupied with their burden they bow and they worship the Lord and so he's speaking to Aaron 
and to Moses that since these people, these elders, had rested from their burdens for a period of time to hear the words of the Lord through Moses and Aaron. After Pharaoh learned of this, you hear what Pharaoh said. He basically told Aaron and Moses, you've caused these people to stop from their burdens. You've caused these people to stop working and anguishing in the rigor, amen, of their work. And hear what he says. He says, get ye back to your burdens. Get preoccupied and engrossed and distracted all over again by your burdens because when you're not preoccupied with that, you have a tendency to show some attention to God. Pharaoh's saying, you all must have too much idle time because whenever you got idle, you start thinking about God. When there wasn't a burden on your shoulder, you start thinking about the creator. When there wasn't a burden on your shoulder, you thought about worshiping God. Someone say amen. I come to tell this congregation tonight that there is an adversary that not much contrary from the one of the Egyptian days that's trying to just nothing more but keep a burden on your shoulder and in your family and upon the church because if I can keep them under a burden, they'll forget God. They won't show no attention to God. But if the burden ever lifts, if the burden ever lifts, they're going to acknowledge God. They're going to worship God. They're going to give allegiance to God. Your enemy wants you preoccupied with your burdens. He wants his church preoccupied with a present burden. But I come to declare, I'm going to just divert my attention and be preoccupied with God. Pharaoh says, Moses, Moses just has vain words. Why are you saying that, Pharaoh? I don't want them to put any stock in what he's saying. I don't want them to put any stock in the signs that were performed. I don't want them to put any stock and have any belief. I don't want them to believe that there's ever going to be a day that they don't have a burden on their shoulder. I don't want them to believe there's ever going to be a day that they're not going to be making brick with straw. Because if I can get them to believe that and be preoccupied with that, they will believe that there's no chance, there's no way, this is the way it's always going to be, shackles, bonds, and all in life like this. Someone say amen. But if their burden, he says, I see through this illustration here, if their burden and turmoil allows some space or some time, amen, in their journey, in their work, if there's some space or their time, they'll get a notion for sacrificing. They'll get a notion for worshiping God. He says, so you know what I'm going to do? They used to make a tail or a quota of bricks per day, and we'd supply the straw. But now, boys, you go get your own stubble. You go get your own straw and make the same amount of bricks. What's he's doing? Increasing the burden. Trying to keep them preoccupied with the bad. 
preoccupied with the negative be preoccupied with the turmoil preoccupied with everything that's not going right get them preoccupied with that they'll forget about the ability of the master to deliver they'll forget about the good I come to tell some people sitting on the sound of my voice tonight our adversary has walked into this place the last, last few weeks and trying to get you preoccupied with the vacancies preoccupied if you will with missing faces preoccupied with those that are not here be preoccupied if you will with the temperature of the service but in all doing so when you're preoccupied you're distracted you're engrossed you can't serve with your attention anywhere else but I come to declare here tonight somebody needs to get preoccupied with God preoccupied with the master preoccupied with his spirit and when you do that your burdens will lose your attention We're gonna, they go get stubble now. We're gonna have to make the same number of bricks, reach the same quota, because I can't have these people that are already mightier than we are. I can't have these people that, per our estimation, is already mightier than we are, ever get to a place to think that they are mightier. The enemy knew they were mightier. He said, but I can't ever allow them to get to a place where they think they're mightier. Let me ask you a question tonight. What would you do if you had the knowledge of what your enemy already had tonight? That you're mightier than he is. How would you act? How would you walk in this place? How, how would you worship? How would you pray? How would you conduct yourself in the house of the Lord with the burdens that are upon your shoulders if your one that had burdened you already knows you're stronger than you think you are? But I can't see it, Bishop, because I'm just carrying all this garbage. I got all this luggage. I got all this havoc. But my enemy's shaking. He says, Loma, I hope they never figure out they're stronger than what they think they are. They're mightier than what I gotta keep them preoccupied. wants to consume you with trouble he wants to consume you with trouble he told him in Exodus 5 17 he says but he said he said you're idle you're idle therefore you're idle you're idle therefore you say let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord they're not preoccupied with burdens they're going to start some sacrifice they have a moment of pause where they come to the attention of something else they're going to worship they're going to have a whoopee yippee dee I believe before I ever started preaching tonight that something happened in this place during worship. That for a moment someone took a pause and said, there goes the burden. Lo and behold, he's my God. He's my personal Savior. He's the creator. My, 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 my. What is this I'm carrying around? 
Hold on. I feel a little streak coming on. I feel a little vigor coming on. I'm going to make up my mind to be preoccupied with God. Oh, yes. I feel the Holy Ghost. Feels pretty good around here. Man, let's just preach a little longer. Man, I tried to be more healthy now. I'm walking on the treadmill every night for several miles, and so it's going to allow me to preach longer. Yeah, baby, yeah. Listen to me. The danger, the threat, the tool of being preoccupied with the burdens. Listen to me right now. If he could have kept them preoccupied with their burdens, they would never cross the Red Sea. If he could have kept them preoccupied with the burdens, they never knew what manna from heaven tasted like. If he kept them preoccupied with their burdens, they never drank any water that flowed from a rock. If he kept them preoccupied with their burdens, they never seen Jordan part. They never lived in their promise had they never became detached from their burdens. Oh God. The Bible says, Nehemiah 13. Nehemiah 13. Verse 19. Note the word of the Lord here. The Bible says in it, it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be opened till after the Sabbath. And some of my servants set I at the gates. Note now, that there should no burden be brought in on the Sabbath day. Nehemiah has been through much. He has forged a path with great vision. We've seen the temple back in repair, the city of Jerusalem, its walls and gates back and repair the houses and homes of the inhabitants back in well repair. But he knew the cycle of the adversaries. They're always wanting a place undue burdens upon the people. And as it were, when it was Sabbath day, time for worship, time for devoting attention unto God. There were merchants and mercantile that would take place outside of the city gates. And there was a place there that they wanted people to buy and purchase things. They weren't supposed to do, but they wanted to purchase things so that now they were entering the city burdened down with what they purchased on the Sabbath day. As a matter of fact, Nehemiah even spoke and said that he seen the tribe of Judah some that were treading in the wine presses on the Sabbath day. They were bringing in the sheaves on the Sabbath day. They were lading, or if you will, burdening the donkeys with wine and grapes and figs. All manner, the Bible said, of burdens on the Sabbath day. And they were bringing them into Jerusalem. 
He says, but there, there is a decree. There is a law. He says on the Sabbath day, he says we're shutting down the gate. He says we're shutting down the gate the evening as Sabbath starts. And it won't be open till Sabbath's over because we don't want you to bring a burden into the city on the Sabbath day. Because if you bring a burden in, you'll be preoccupied with what you got rather than you are with him. I'm all for the song, bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Uh, I'm all for casting your cares upon him. But I wonder sometimes if before we ever make a breach through the double doors, we could leave the burdens on the exterior because sometimes when we come in with them, we're preoccupied by them. Sometimes when we come in with them, we're preoccupied by them. And it's hard to direct or, or direct our attention anywhere else because we brought a burden. But if we could just leave it on the opposite side of those double doors before we come in, there's nothing still in our attention. There's nothing that we're any more engrossed in than God. There's nothing that's distracting. I tell you what, there's been times there's been heavy spirits of distraction in this place when we started service. I wonder sometimes if it were just individual burdens that we walked in here and were preoccupied with them. He says, I've seen, I seen Judah having all these manner of burdens. He says, you've got to stop that. He said, because you'll be preoccupied with it if you bring it on Sabbath day. Oh, I want to be... I want to be occupied with the Lord. I want to be occupied with his presence. I want to be occupied with his will. I want to be preoccupied with what he has. The old founder of the Salvation Army, General William Booth, once said to a group of new officers that was coming under and into his command there in the Salvation Army, he says, I want you young men to always bear in mind that it's the nature of a fire to go out. He says, you got to keep it. You got to stir it. You got to feed it. And you got to remove the ashes whenever they're there. What's he saying? You got to be preoccupied occupied with the fire because if you divert your attention from it for very long it's by nature will go out unless there's something to feed unless there's something that it can live upon now note very well now I won't hold you much longer amen but long enough amen Exodus chapter number 6 back to Exodus chapter number 6 so Pharaoh's made his plea Going to make their burdens heavier. Going to make them more rigorous. Going to preoccupy them. They, they had a pause, idle time. We know what happens. They start serving God. They start paying attention to the Lord. So we can't have that. Going to make it heavier on them. Even some of the people spoke to Moses. Moses, what in the world? Ever since you came here, things have gotten worse. Let me tell you, sometimes that's the way I feel around here. And so, that's what he said. You can read in verse 23 of Acts. I said, for since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, you have done evil to the people. Neither have thou delivered your people. And that's how I feel sometimes. But in Exodus 6 and verse number 1, we don't have it up there, but you can look in your Bibles. Exodus, Exodus 6 and 1. The Lord spoke to Moses. He says, now you just watch and see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. He says, for with a strong hand he shall, shall he let them go. With a strong hand shall he drive them out of his hand. And God spake unto Moses and said, and I like this. This is what God said to Moses, the one that felt like, man, I'm a pit man. Everything's been going bad. Amen. Since I showed up, God told Moses, he said, I am the Lord. Man, God spoke to me today whenever I read that. And I just stood there in Moses' feet and God just told me, I am the Lord. 
I'm the divisor. I'm the instructor. I'm the orchestrator. I am the Lord. Now look now. He said, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and to Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name Jehovah was I not known to them. But that was the name that he was known unto Moses. Somebody hear me right now. He says, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew me as the almighty God. He says, but you know me as Jehovah. Moses, whoo! He says, I know that it may seem a little strange and it may seem a little discomfited and estranged right now. He says, but you're going to know me in a way that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob didn't even know me. come to tell somebody around here that God is bringing a generation of people here in the latter days that's going to know him in such a way that generations before us did not know God. He was speaking to Moses. Moses, at best, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were pilgrims and strangers in the land of promise. He says, but the land of promise is going to be your heritage. He says, they were just strangers in the land, but you're going to be an inheritor of the land. Someone say yes. I'm coming to a close. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And he goes on through that scripture and read verses 1 through 8 of Exodus 6. And at least twice in scripture, the Lord concerning Moses and the children of Israel, at least twice, look now, he deals with their preoccupation. And he tells Moses plainly, he deals with their preoccupation and says, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And he follows it up later again and says, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Listen to me right now. I want you to note just two things right here in the close. I want you to just denote two things. Please note this tonight. That the burdens that they were under were not their own. The burdens of the the burdens that they were under were not their own and secondly and it's just the tendency listen it's just the tendency of burdens burdens have a tendency of putting you under them you normally don't read about people on top I tell you what I've been on top of this burden a long time (laughs) even the scripture is not termed like that Man, I've been playing king of the burden for some time now. No. The terminology is this. Burdens have a tendency of putting you under them. Whenever I get under burdens, and whenever I get under burdens that wasn't meant for me to bear, not mine, and I get preoccupied with those, Sister Craig, it can have, it can have the result upon my life that I'll go even 430 years preoccupied with trouble, sorrow, burdens, anguish, distress, overwhelmed by it. But I'm asking you tonight, if you could just, in the latter portion of this service, if you can just find a place to break free and pause from being preoccupied for a moment. Allow something else to steal your attention.
allow something else to distract you if we were to call it that and again just let your mind and your attention be focused on the Savior and if you will engross yourself in Him engross yourself in that become preoccupied with that then your burdens will have the least likelihood of affecting you then because again from the very beginning whenever we are preoccupied if we can get preoccupied with him then I'm already used and therefore I'm unavailable for anything else you say burden sorry I'm preoccupied with God I've done it before you know you got kids and they're always wanting your undying attention for everything I've been involved sometimes. They're saying, hey, hey, hey. And they, uh, yeah, hey, hey, hey. Guess who that is? Hey, 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 hey. Hitting all over and tapping all this stuff, getting right up in your face. And sometimes I, I'm, something that's vitally important, don't get me wrong, there's times I just, despite whatever, I give my attention. And we should do that as parents. And I don't have to qualify all this garbage. All right. Or sometimes you just, just, there's something that is absolutely uh, just paramount importance, just so engrossed. And, I, and they're, although they're tagging and they're saying, hey, 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 and up in my face, I say, would you just quit? I'm absolutely, this is very, I, I will get, but this, you know what we need to do when burdens come tap and say, hey, 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 hey. Burdens, hey, 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 hey. Don't you feel bad? Aren't you horrible? But now that you're older, all your sugar's doing all this and. Hey, hey, hey. It's trying to get your attention. And that's Andrew saying, oh, but I see God. You're going to have to take a number. I'm preoccupied right now. Hey, 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 hey. Rick's not sitting here, Vicky, and all this stuff going on. Kevin, everything, all this health problems in your life. Hey, 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 look over here. Look, look, pay attention. Will you pay attention? Wait a minute. I see one sitting on the throne. His train's filling the temple. You're gonna have to move on. I'm preoccupied right now. Man, life's in upheaval. Man, I've been here. I've stayed at hotels. Amen. I've had problems there. And I've had problems in, in my relationships. And oh, I've been sick and oh well. Listen, listen, hey, burden. Come on, walk in, praise. Go on, worship. Dance and shout. Put a smile on your face. Burden! <laughs> but God said he'd never leave me. God said he'd never forsake me. He said, he'd, what's going on? I don't, have a t I don't have time for you. I'm engrossed in something. I'm distracted by the master. Amen. I, I can't devote. I, I can't multitask in this situation. Look to God, Sister Angie. Look to God, Sister Angie. It'd be very easy to be preoccupied right now. Just be preoccupied with the right things. Be preoccupied with the right things. Amen. Because your adversary, amen, the devil wants you to think that you're not as strong as you are. But he already knows you're stronger than you think you are. you got to be preoccupied with the right things. you got to be preoccupied with the right things. 
Brother and Sister Mason, take us to the Lord right now. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.